You're listening to our weekly podcast, Getting in the Word with Stuart Guthrie. Stuart is the teaching pastor of Family Bible Fellowship of Ridgeville in Early Branch, South Carolina. We hope to grow together with you, seeking real knowledge from the truth, the Word of God. Here's Stuart. Well, good day, folks. I hope you're doing well. I've not had a podcast in quite some time, but I have had several people email and text me and you know, some things have showed up on social media, and one of the questions that I, has arisen is, what do I, I think about drinking pastors, pastors who are willing to drink and smoke cigars and publish it all over social media? And so I, I've been encouraged to address it, and so that's what I'm going to do today. And uh, I want to first express that I am passionate about this uh, topic, because I believe it is one that has ravished our culture. And here's the deal. I, I am certainly not impressed at all with, quote, pastors who claim to be godly while smoking cigars and drinking alcohol. And here's my conclusion is that if you want to be cool and relevant, go find another role other than pastor. Because here's the deal. The argument is freedom. True freedom, though, isn't the ability to do what you want to do, but rather true freedom is the ability to do what you know is right. This is a conversation that I believe needs to be had. Why? Well, there's children. There's kids. There's young adults. And there's others that don't need pastors' encouragement to live like the world. We, we are called rather to be godly examples, to, to call people to be set apart as saints. You don't want to teach that drinking is a sin in your church and in your pulpit. That's your business. You don't want to teach that smoking is a sin in your pulpit and on your channels. That, that's your business. But I don't think it's too much to ask pastors or church leaders to abstain from activities that promote ungodliness. He, hear me out. There is absolutely nothing godly about the alcohol industry. Nothing. It, it, it carries the stench of death and DUIs and marital abuse and addictions and murder and premarital sex and unwanted pregnancy and countless of other effects that come from the result of alcohol. And if you are a pastor of a church, you about, I bet, can about point your finger to someone who alcohol is absolutely destroyed in your congregation. Listen, these alone should totally prevent anyone in leadership or anyone considering leadership to stay away from alcohol. If a pastor doesn't see that, then he doesn't have the discernment to be leading his church. I believe that a pastor that participates or supports the consumption of alcohol, listen, isn't fit for pulpit ministry. You should, you should stay away from it, and you should be encouraging your congregation to stay away from it. Because it is not a godly industry, and it, the results of alcohol, especially when misused, are, are absolutely ravishing to families in the body of Christ. Now, you may be offended by this podcast, 
You may consider old Pastor Stewart a legalist. Listen, I haven't regarded anything in regards to salvation. You have the right to hold your own view. But again, as a pastor whom is not certainly perfect, I refuse to stand around in this eroding Christian culture without saying a word. I will raise my family, my children, and teach my congregation that it is absolutely reckless and unwise to align themselves with the ungodly industry of alcohol. Listen, the scripture says in Ephesians 5.18, and do not get drunk with wine, for it is dissipation, but rather, it says, be filled with the Spirit. Exchange that alcohol with being spirit-filled. What does it mean, first off, to be drunk? I mean, isn't that a very subjective thing? What does it mean to be drunk? Is, is that a buzz? What does it mean to be drunk, and how do you know when, when you've reached the limit of drunkenness in the eyes of God? Is drunkenness like, well, I can't remember what I did last night the next day? I mean, who sets the standards on what is meant by being drunk? Is one beer okay when you, when you start drinking, or, or is it one beer until you build up a tolerance in which you can have then three or five or ten without being considered drunk? Is, is drunkenness only when you lose coordination and balance and you can't walk the line? Or is, it, or is it maybe when your speech is slurred or when your reflexes are impaired or when your vision changes or, or you have some level of sleepiness that comes about because of your consumption of alcoholic beverages? What is being drunk? Is being drunk only considered uh, to be drunkenness when you hit the state limit, such as South Carolina's a 0.08 blood alcohol content or, or some higher than that? What is drunkenness? Well, I can tell you what the Bible says about drunkenness. Whatever level it is, it's not good. He says here in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 to 11, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? He, let me read that again. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? He says, don't be deceived. And then he goes on this list. Oh, we're, we're, we're okay with this list. Neither, neither the sexually immoral. Amen. Neither the idolaters, amen, neither the adulterers. We'll preach that from the pulpit. Nor effeminate, okay, amen. Nor homosexuals, oh, that's not a hot topic, but amen. Nor thieves, nor the greedy. Oh, we'll teach all of those. But it also says, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will, listen, inherit the kingdom of God. Is that a big deal to the pastor, to the Christian? Of course it should be. And he says, and yet some were. Such were some of you. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God. Again, what does it mean to be a drunkard? 
Is it the first stage of drunkenness, which is sobriety, 0.01 to 0.05? Is, is, is that drunkenness or is that okay? Is it one beer or three beers? What's okay? What is drunkenness? Well, all I'm telling you is that the Bible says not to be a drunkard. And if you don't know what the actual limit is of being drunk, then why would you ever participate in it? Drunkenness was among the most predominant social problems of the ancient world. And, and, and the effects of it were horrendous. I mean, take Noah and Lot for an example. Drunkenness leading them into improper sexual relationships. How about the, 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 the physical effects of, of uh, drunkenness, including staggering? Psalm 107, 27, Isaiah 24, 20. The, how about the loss of strength in Ecclesiastes 10, 17? How about decreased mental awareness like in 1 Kings 6, 9, 16, 9, and 20, verse 16? How about, how about induced sleep in Joel 1, 5 or blindness in Isaiah 29, 9 or even death and destruction as with Nabal and Ephraim? Why would anyone who wants to not walk in the flesh, but rather the spirit care to ever engage in something that could place you in this category? The heart of the pastor should be the heart of the apostle Paul, which says in 1 Corinthians 6, 12, all things are what? Lawful to me, but not all things are profitable. You tell me what it profits you to go and buy a six-pack, a 12-pack of Bud Light. You tell me what it profits you to go to the liquor store at all and be seen in that place of, of drunkenness. All things are indeed lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by anything. My friend, you got no business drinking, especially as a pastor. The Old Testament was a system of laws. I get it, yeah. And while we are Christians today are under grace, not the law, it is again to be noted that, listen, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, God indicates that he hates drunkenness. And so I ask you, what does it mean to be drunk, friend? Do you know what it means to be drunk in the eyes of God? Is it super clear? Oh, it means to be intoxicated. What does intoxication mean? It says in 1 Corinthians 5.11, but actually I wrote to you not to associate with any so-called brother if he is an immoral person or covenant, an idolater or a reviler or, or a drunkard or a swindler. It says not even to eat with such a one. Why in the world, with any coherent, logical, godly man, pastor, leader, elder, deacon, be a drinking man? Why would he ever place himself in a position which he might fall into sin? Listen, obviously God hates drunkenness. 
I mean, Paul wrote in Ephesians 5 not to get drunk with wine. And drunkenness is listed again in, in Galatians 5.19 as one of the deeds of the flesh. Why should it matter if, if your pastor is a drinking man? It should. Why should it matter? It, let's, let's personalize it. Why should it matter if you are a drinking man or a woman? Because we are all called to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. We as pastors are called to walk in the spirit, not in the flesh. So is every Christian as well. Paul says it, but I say walk by the spirit. And you'll not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another. So that you may not do the things as you please. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident. What are the deeds of the flesh, my friends? You may not have a drinking problem, but you may have another problem. But this is a, this is a podcast directed to drinking alcohol. Now these, the deeds of the flesh, immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissension, factions, envying, and then verse 21 says drunkenness. Why in the world would a pastor want to drink alcohol? Why would he ever want to associate with the ungodliness that comes from alcoholism? Drunkenness fits the description of living in the flesh. Carousing. Things like these, which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice such things will again not inherit the kingdom of God. This is a big, big, big deal. You say, well, pastor, I don't, I'm not a drunkard. Again, I ask you, what does it mean to be drunk? It's very subjective. What does God mean? But, he says in verse 22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Self-control. Verse 24 says, now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. The flesh isn't good, you see. We're called to walk in the Spirit, to worship the Lord with all of our mind, not a mind bent on alcohol. I used to say, oh, I can drink one. It's okay. I know my limit, preacher. Who are you to judge me? I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you I think you're foolish and you're unwise and you are reckless, my friend. Proverbs 6, 27 to 35 says, Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothing not be burned? Or can a man walk on hot coals and his feet not be scorched? Of course not. You do it. You'll fall into it. Why would a pastor ever walk the line of sin for freedom? Can't you drink a Coke? Oh, that's poison too. Mountain Dew, ah, that's poison. We'll drink water, tea, or coffee, or something. Why alcohol? Why associate with that in an arena of the ungodly? And then talk about God while you're doing it? Give me a break. There is only one reason, and that would be that you want to be relevant. You want to be cool. You want to be like the reformers or something. You, whatever it is, listen, it isn't because you want to be godly. It isn't because you want to be set apart. 
Listen, I hate my sin. I hate the temptations that I face. Why would any man called by God to preach the gospel of God lead the people of God to, to, to alcohol? No, you're supposed to lead people to bring about the glory of God. Why would anybody who's called to bring glory to God play with this device? You're drinking, smoking, crack, weed, pot, whatever you want, cigars, cigarettes. They don't bring glory to God. Rather, it aligns you with the wicked and ungodly. So my advice, if I am a, just a person in a church and my pastor's engaging in alcohol and he doesn't have the spine or the backbone to say that it is reckless and unwise for Christians to drink, I'm getting out of that church. Because if he doesn't have the spine or the discernment or the backbone to encourage his body to stay away from those things that could harm them or harm somebody else and to be above reproach, then what makes you think he's going to be faithful on the other difficult topics? If he's a coward Christian, he doesn't need to be a preacher. We need preachers who are willing to stand in the pulpit as men set apart in their called positions to encourage and to edify the body of Christ with their spiritual gifts, not to encourage them to walk the line of their freedoms. We got enough problems in the body of Christ than to confuse people and point them in the direction that will bring them potentially to a head-on collision with addiction. And pastors, you'll give an account. If you're not willing to stand up there and encourage your people to stay away from alcohol, you'll give an account. You'll, you'll give an account for those who fall into the trap. So I, I encourage you, if you're in a church where your pastor's a drinking preacher, get out of it. Go find a church that's still faithful to the proclamation of the gospel and to sound doctrine and who's unwilling to compromise on simple things like alcohol. You don't want to be aligned with somebody who is aligning themselves with an ungodly industry. That's, that's just wives. And so that's my encouragement to you. Like it, hate it crucify me that's up to you i'm not here to please people i'm here to encourage people in godly living and to stay focused on the truth of god's word can you drink a beer and go to heaven i never said you couldn't but here i'm telling you if you're drinking alcohol and you claim to be of christ you are an unwise christian and you're flirting with disaster that's my encouragement go find a church that stands against the world for which we live. We're called to be in the world, but not of the world. And to participate in alcohol is absolutely unwise and very dangerous for the believer and even the unbeliever. This has been Getting in the Word with Pastor Stuart Guthrie. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. And be sure to visit us online at familybiblefellowship.org. And come see us in person on Sundays at 11 a.m.